0: wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air broadcasting live from the annex wealth management studios at the avenue in beautiful downtown milwaukee here's john mccure
1: sandy max is here so is greg matsick debbie lozick is here and adam roberts is producing the show this afternoon uh, i've gotten a couple of people asking me how they can get tickets to the stars and stripes honor flight gala it is taking place on march 18th there are still tickets available There are several hundred people that are going to be there, and the room's almost full. But we'd love you to be there as we celebrate with great music, great food, and the emotional stories of our veterans that have gone on Stars and Stripes Honor Flights. It's in Brookfield at a beautiful location. And Wisconsin's oldest veterans will be there in attendance with us. It's a great, great program. Would you come out with us on Saturday, March 18th to get tickets? Go to starsandstripeshonorflight.org, starsandstripeshonorflight.org. We're also signing up Vietnam veterans right now, and the sign-up list is lower than it ever has been. We would love to take you, if you're a veteran, to Washington, D.C. If you have a Vietnam veteran in your life, anybody who served before 1975 can go on this flight for free. And veteran guardians... Also, many of them can go for free. Here's how you get information. Please go to starsandstripeshonorflight.org, starsandstripeshonorflight.org. Let us help you get on an honor flight to Washington, D.C., or get a ticket to the Stars and Stripes Honor Flight Gala, which is on March 18th. Check out the website. There's lots of great information on there. I know many of you reach out to me often asking how you can help with Stars and Stripes Honor Flight and help make a difference for our veteran heroes. It's easy. Go to starsandstripeshonorflight.org, and you can check it out. Spring training is here. Baseball's back. Keep it tuned to WTMJ all spring long for Cactus League Baseball, the sounds of Brewers baseball, including Bob Eucher on the radio. It's spring training. Our first spring training broadcast is this Saturday at 2.10. We've got a game on WTMJ on Monday. Greg Matzik is going to spend next week in Arizona at spring training, bringing you the sights and sounds and all those cool stories. Spring training is back right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Matt Miller joins us live in the studio up next on WTMJ. Roughly excited around here because Matt Miller is going to host WTMJ Nights tonight. And Matt is with us live in the
0: studio. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing like Thanks for having me. This oh, is very we're, nice We're so
1: glad you're here. Uh, how's your dad doing? We think about your dad all the time. How's Gene doing?
0: <laughs> he's doing really well. He's actually trying to take over my shtick. He's been seeing like all the Academy Award movies. Really? He's like, I saw Blonde last night and I saw All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm just like, you've seen more of these than I have. <laughs> Pump the brakes. How's I'm his schedule changed?
1: is he up watching movies going to ball games is he staying up late or is he still going to bed early and getting up early yeah
0: he's able to stay up late and late by radio terms now it's like he's able to stay up past eight so i know it's so exciting for him he gets to see the end of baseball games and football games now
2: that's Uh, awesome yeah
0: it took him a little while at first i got a lot of messages at like 7 a.m of my dad being like espn's coverage is oh, they're only talking about lebron (laughs) at 7 a.m and it's like oh no you need a hobby (laughs) you need you need something new but he's He's really... He's growing into it quite nicely.
1: Your mother is a wonderful, beautiful woman. Is he driving her nuts, or is life good there?
0: I think they're doing great. I think I I know they're about to go on some vacation soon, which is they're going to go to some warmer climates, uh, like many of us do this time of year. And yeah, it's going to be. I think they're 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 both having a really nice time right now. We miss having him around here.
1: He's a great, great guy.
0: Is there anything He's okay. Ah, Good. (laughs) But is there anything that he's shared
2: with you that he really does miss about the rhythm? Because radio was part of Gene Miller's life for. So many decades...
0: I think he misses a little bit of having somewhere to put his sports thoughts and stuff like that. Mm. You know, in the morning you have a microphone, you have a place to be like, ah, Bucks didn't look very good last night. Mm-hmm. And you know, now when he wakes up, there's, there's no <laughs> really, uh, the microphone. So you get the text. There. So I get the text being like, I don't know what's going on in this game right now. And it's, it's, and the, the long Facebook posts that are like five paragraphs long and it's just like, Dad, that's what blogs are for, please. Yeah, yeah. And
1: he's a great writer, so he should do that. He uh, should. Let's yeah. talk so, a little business with you. Uh, Uh, You're one of the entertainment experts in town, and we love to have an into that a little bit. Uh, We reported earlier today the news that Netflix is cracking down. They've started to actually crack down in Canada on shared passwords. It's going to happen in the United States in the next couple of weeks. So much new product is now on Netflix, up for major awards. How big a deal is this?
0: On some level, if you're Netflix, you're like, okay, we'll get rid of people who aren't paying for Netflix. Like That's no sense lost off our backs. But at the same time, Netflix has plateaued with subscribers over the past years. There was this idea during the pandemic that subscriber numbers were just going to keep going up, up, up. They've reached a plateau now, and a lot of people are realizing that there's not a ton of Netflix content on Netflix outside of Netflix content anymore. Your friends', your The Office, your True. Parks and Rec, the comfort food that brought people into Netflix isn't there anymore. So I, I find that very interesting, and how are people, if they don't have the full access, if a whole family across the nation can't be using one netflix account well does the family think well we can use our disney plus account then like we don't need netflix anymore it's it's a part of this strange streaming universe that's changing a lot and is changing wildly especially now that you know you can't dump five billion dollars into a into a a streaming service and not make money off of it that's what universal's discovering right now with peacock and they're have always been mysterious they've always been very cryptic about numbers and very Mm. cryptic about how many people are actually watching and even when they do announce the numbers everyone kind of looks at it and is like is that a real number or did you just (laughs) throw a dart at a board and be like 160 million people watched five seconds of love is Blind'?" So it it is this weird universe where, you know, we thought streaming was kind of going to be the future and we'd have all this access to stuff. And, you know, with HBO Max pulling a lot of their stuff off of streaming and Netflix Arrested Development, they're going to be pulling that off of Netflix, which is weird because they made those last seasons. And now a Netflix original is getting pulled off of Netflix. Where does it go? Does it just disappear now? It's a weird world we're stepping into.
2: That is shifting content. And at first I went, Well, I have the DVDs of Arrested Development. I was in on the front end, but it's like, <laughs> it was But I don't wild.
0: have those last seasons. Well, those are the worst seasons, so that's probably You're not true much. I agree.
2: <laughs> so as award season gets here, particularly the Academy Awards, the Piste yes. de Resistance, and we've got the SAG Awards this weekend, and I'm a voting member. So Ooh. I'm curious. I should have
0: texted you what I wanted to, to get voted. <laughs> <laughs> I should have used you. <laughs>
2: well, I will say I haven't voted yet because I'm very true. I like. So I, want I can to see still, still use. Can. Okay. You can yes. Still, it's so not right. too late. You may be able to influence me. And for everyone who like eh, doesn't care about the awards, like there's still sort of a curiosity for some of these. W-
0: weirder movies have you seen all the films that you want to see I've seen just about all of them I'm hoping to see All Quiet on the Western Front on the big screen Uh, Mm. it didn't come to Milwaukee theaters I know it's going to be at a few places because I believe the Marcus theaters do the Oscar show so I think you can find all these back on screen starting this weekend
2: and what a great service that is for the Marcus theaters to do that because there are those curious because BAFTA the British Film Awards were just this past weekend and All Quiet on the Western Front did very well
0: won Best Film which eh, a lot of people were like, ooh, does that mean it's the favorite? BAFTAs and Oscars have agreed exactly one time over the past several years oh my gosh, on Best wow. Picture. So I, I don't quite see the correlation. But I do think, I agree, it's a huge service that these movies get put back on the big screen. Not even in the case of movies like Top Gun Maverick or Avatar, which are obvious big screen movies. But stuff like Tar, which is a movie that, if you're watching it on your couch at home, I feel like within 15 minutes, you'll probably check out. You'll be like, okay, I'm a little bored. It's not a movie made to be watched casually on a couch. It's made to be, all right, I am sitting here, locked in on this movie, no distractions. Tell me what I'm enjoying.
2: Okay, Matt, I love Kate Blanchett. And I I remember seeing (laughs) the trailers. This Tar movie is about a female Conductor, and it's a really dynamic trailer, and I'm like, this is gonna be great. I love music. This is gonna be great. Two hours and forty minutes later,
1: were you exhausted?
2: Oh my! You're ready I to be was done. Not a fan, not yeah. a fan of Tar, and I was so I was like, oh.
0: And I I really like Tar, but I also understand why people may not like Tar. It is a uh it's a challenging film, as we like to say. I don't like the name of movie, it.
1: All, all Sounds like, it. like a horror movie. <laughs>
0: add an AVA in front of it, and it's the third highest. Oh, record very record good. Record.
3: Yeah, but add an ish in front of it, and it's ishtar, Let's see. which is also a step in the wrong direction. Dynamics well of tar. <laughs> well
2: done. Oh, and I'm also going to be giving you full disclosure here. Uh, I shared with John and Greg that my boyfriend and I watched everything, everywhere, all at once, because uh-huh. I'd heard, oh, this is going to be huge. This is going to yeah. get all the Oscar nominations. Which it did. <laughs> that's another challenging film it's a strange movie if it's you're a, not into the metaverse thing yeah
0: i not that. your film I have no interest in that it's the best possible version of a metaverse movie though because for first the first half of the movie you're supposed to be confused you're supposed to be on the same level of the character being like i don't yeah, time is grasping, shifting, people are different. Yeah. That's frustrating, um, though. And it's, it's a weird combination of a very wise movie and a very immature movie at the same yeah. time. And I think I really liked that movie. That was my second favorite movie of last year. But again, it is a very strange and a long movie. It's another two and a half hour Oof. long movie. But I think that's probably your front runner right now for Best Picture. All that's right, got
1: to let you go, Matt. Oh, um, no. Matt's going to be here at 6 o'clock. <laughs> so Matt Miller, WTMJ Nights, this is fun. Thanks for visiting. We'll be listening at 6 o'clock,
0: Matt. Thanks for having me, and thank you for uh, listening at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Hopefully you listen past that, too. You got it. We will <laughs> I don't know.
2: I might stick around. I have more questions to ask oh, you about you, some you of these movies.
0: Ooh. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on
3: WTMJ.
1: Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky is with us in Niz. We've got some ground to cover. Yes, we do. Where should Plenty. we start? Track timing. You're the boss. Yeah,
4: let's let's talk timing. All right, um, and we'll start with tonight. Uh, I'm rarely the boss, by the way, but I'll, I'll take it <laughs> while I got it. <laughs> I'm not the boss at home. <laughs> oh, I know that. Fairly. Hardly the boss around here. Yeah, you are right uh, now, though. I would say then roll <laughs> right, around good. and enjoy it. Show us what you got. <laughs> All right, I'm cracking my knuckles. Here we go. 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 Roll
0: up your sleeves.
4: (laughs) All right, uh, we do have some light snow that's moving in this evening. Now, most of the area is going to get a dusting. Maybe north of Milwaukee, we get one to two inches of light snow tonight. It's kind of a little precursor. The big event comes in tomorrow morning, probably after the morning commute for most of the area, but I would say 9 o'clock, which is the start time for the winter storm morning and ice storm morning to go into effect. So the weather service on the same page with that. Um, And I do think it goes downhill pretty quickly. In fact, I think we see our worst conditions with this system lunchtime tomorrow into tomorrow afternoon. Now, one thing that could be in our favor is a strong east wind off of Lake Michigan, and that should hopefully at least locations within a couple miles of the lake bump the temperature above the freezing mark by tomorrow evening from Milwaukee down towards Racine and Kenosha. But up until that point, we could be dealing with the heavy icing. So, but locations, to, to sum it up, heading into tomorrow night, still going to be rough for most of southeastern Wisconsin, but maybe in Milwaukee, Racine, and Kenosha already improving with a warmer temperature. Oh, I like that. Okay,
1: so the path is very, very interesting. I mean, Chicago's going to be a lot different than Green Bay, and we're right in the middle of that. How does the path kind of shape up?
4: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I do think the track of the center of low pressure is pretty pinned down, which is a lot of times what we watch for with snow events. But what is even more difficult with this event is you, you could have the same track of the low, but the column of air from the surface to where the precipitation is forming in the clouds, like that temperature it's it's not all about what the temperature is at the surface it's just as important as what the temperature is 100 yards up mm. 500 yards up and all that and that whole equation is is crazy on how what that can do to what type of precipitation we see so for right now it looks like those who are going to see the heaviest icing will be south and west of Milwaukee so basically I94 and south but a little ways away from Lake Michigan. I'm talking communities like Burlington, McGuanaco, okay. over towards Lake Geneva. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm most concerned with the significant icing. Like I'm talking like power outage type stuff, tree limbs down and things like that. So I've seen in Milwaukee that 90, let's just
1: take 94 north. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Waukesha, going out that way. If you go east to west, a couple inches of snow and sleet, four inches. Like what are we looking at?
4: I think the combination of snow and sleet for Milwaukee out to Waukesha and points immediately north in the metro area, probably looking at three, four, five, six inches maybe oh, of wow. a snow-sleet combination. Okay. I mean, this is going to be like really nasty, not pleasant to shovel type stuff. Um There's going to be a lot of liquid to it. Now, you get north of, say, West Bend, I think the totals go up even more. And by the time you get to Fond du Lac and Sheboygan, we could be talking about a foot of snow, guys.
1: Ooh, that's a lot of snow
4: and a lot of wet yuck. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you keep going, you keep going up to Green Bay, and it yeah. could be twenty inches. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, this is a big one. This is one. It's it's a long duration. It's going to be a longer duration event for them than I think what we see. Another thing that I am really starting to see with this too is the the Thursday stuff is really starting to look like it's going to be mainly north and west of us here in Metro Milwaukee. So I do expect the worst of this to be tomorrow during the day and into tomorrow evening. Um, whereas Thursday we might have some wintry mix lingering, but it won't be as bad as Wednesday. All right,
1: So we might be able to get it snow-blowed by tomorrow night? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, snow-wise... Especially locations from Milwaukee and south, I think you can get out there. You might have a little lingering stuff on Thursday if things change, but most of this, whether it's snow, whether it's sleet, whether it's rain, will be falling on Wednesday. Anybody with travel plans north, though, I still think Thursday is going to be a rough go across northern Wisconsin. All right, meteorologist Brian Niznansky, thank you so much, Niz. Yeah, thanks guys And of course, uh, School Closings TV on the radio here, guys uh, We'll have them for you as they come in
1: That sounds great Be careful out there 544 at WTMJ We're Zora, Zora here? She's on Valley Sports Wisconsin She's on NBC You see her on the Bucks games She is our friend Zora Stevenson It is Tuesdays with Zora Hi, Zora What's going on? What hey, the talk today has been about donuts, because it's Fat Tuesday. <laughs> are you a donut girl, or are you a donut avoider?
5: Oh, I love donuts, um, <laughs> but I try to avoid them. You know, like, what I want and what I like are two different uh-huh. things, you know? Uh, I want all the donuts, but I probably shouldn't have all the donuts. Isn't there a donut that, like, traditionally is eaten today, though?
3: Yes, the, the poonski. We
1: have
5: some
3: here. You should have yes. in the studios. Or we've got the prune-filled, the chocolate-filled, Boston mm. cream, raspberry. They're all
1: here.
5: Apple. Oh, That sounds amazing. With powdered sugar. And then you're supposed to give everything up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. So Greg's okay. question today was, <laughs> are donuts a dessert?
5: Ooh, yes. There you
1: go.
3: <laughs> are they also breakfast? Like, do they have a dual function?
5: Well, you can have dessert for breakfast.
1: Yes, the, you. Can. The there we go. Out, but
5: I'm sure, but it's a dessert. I've ha- I, lately I feel like I've had a lot of donuts for dessert too. Like a lot of restaurants will have the like um, donut hole type things, like mini donuts. um Ooh, yeah, as desserts yeah. now I feel like with like some sort of sauce on it.
3: Yeah, right? you like dip it but, into like the the melted Nutella or something like that.
5: Yes, oh, exactly. So oh that's yeah. good but maybe what caramel today probably is amazing that sounds well great. we've
3: had the, we've had in the last two days uh they, <laughs> they were, <laughs> there was like the pre-promotion I, it's obscene how many pastries have been in this building the last two days
5: <laughs> that sounds delicious yeah it's though. been and pretty the variety good and flavors is impressive
1: <laughs> hey were you at the uh all-star game or did you get the couple days downtime
5: yeah a couple days of downtime which oh, has, good. has been good and there's been a lot of national broadcasts. So the Bally Sports Wisconsin crew is, is back in action for Friday's game against the Heat.
1: Excellent. Um, Giannis, yesterday Peter Fagan was on the show with us, and he broke the news that Giannis was not only getting a second opinion but probably a third opinion on his wrist, and now we hear that it's a um, minor issue with his ligament in his wrist. How big a deal is this?
5: Yeah, I, you know, I th- Giannis, it's so hard to break it down because Giannis is a superhuman. And what would fly for one person is completely different when it comes to Giannis. So I, I think we'll just we'll just have to to wait and see. Uh, did, what, Peter didn't sound like super concerned, did he?
1: No, uh, he how, didn't. How, how no. How, how,
5: how he, yeah, and that's a good indication. Um, and I mean, not that he would necessarily relay that, but I um, I feel like the Bucks are still in a good spot, and there's still a lot of time between now and the playoffs, and they're only one a half a game behind Boston, and they've played so much of the season. What we've seen from this group is so much resiliency and in, in playing without people in and out for various reasons, and so I think the Bucks will be okay.
3: Zora, is, is it weird to say that, you know, the teams won 12 in a row, they're closing in on Boston. Is it weird to think they don't really care about that, right? I, they just want to yeah. play the right way, and if it leads to a win that particular night, great. I mean, If they kept Boston, fine, but yeah. I, I feel like they don't really Not a big deal if they finish first, second, third, or maybe even fourth.
5: I think seeding does matter. I mean, you know, and and having home court advantage is important, especially given that they're one of the best teams in the league right now when it it comes to playing at home and and records at home. Uh, I think it's a mixture of everything. Like, they don't want to put too much emphasis on seed, but they're also competitors, and every time they step on the floor, they want to win. But, yeah, like you said, they want to play the right way and they want to build good habits, and most importantly, they want to be healthy. when when the time comes, I think if there's a top priority right now, it's health. It's like, hey, can we just get to the playoffs and have everybody available? And and if that means that they're the third seed, I think they would... Okay, If somebody said, hey, you can have the third seed and you'll be healthy, but you'll be the third seed, I think they'd be completely fine with that. They just want to have everyone available so they have the best shot at at going for this run when the playoffs arrive.
3: This is kind of an interesting time, too, because I I know it's post-trade deadline, but other players get traded to teams, then they get cut, then their contracts get bought out. So there's still opportunities to add. And the Bucks have a couple of open spots here. I feel like this is going to be an, an interesting next maybe 48 hours.
5: No, that, that's a great point, right? While the trade deadline is done, rosters are far from being final because of the buyout market and, and guys being put on waivers. And, you know, um, there are still some free agents out there. And like you mentioned, the Bucks have a couple of roster spots, one of which they have to fill. I believe it's either by tomorrow or Thursday. You have to be at least at, um, a certain number of guys on the roster. And so when they, you know, shipped out George Hill, Serge Ibaka, and Jordan Wara, but then they only got Jay Crowder, right? Now you've got two open roster spots. They've got to fill at least one of them. And, and John Horst, I'm sure is on it. Um, if not already on it. And, you know, of course the Bucks will announce stuff, you know, when everything is, is final. So. Uh, still a, a potential for a lot of movement around the NBA, which is always fun. But you can you can feel things tighten up right now. Um, and everybody refocusing in on this was last fall before the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I think fans are excited to see Jay Crowder, the former Marquette star. I, do you have any idea, any sense of the plan for him, If if it makes sense to have him in the G League for a minute, if that's even an option, or if he just sort of ramps up his time in minutes as the regular season resumes?
5: Yeah, that'll be all up to to Coach Bud and and what he thinks, you know, makes sense. And Jay Crowder even said his first time playing pickup these entire months that he hasn't been on an NBA team was in practice last week. Uh, He he chose not to play pickup because he wanted to make sure he was healthy when he got the call. And what's interesting about the timing is, okay, he gets with the team, he's here for a couple days, but then there's the all-star break, right? And so it's like, you know, then he's going to have to get back with the team and back to, you know, full-court practices, whatever it may be. So I think we'll know a lot more about Giannis, about Jay Crowder, about the status of where the group is at this point um, when they get back to practicing soon.
1: So, Zora, you could take one donut to the deserted island. What kind of donut are you taking?
5: <laughs> oh, this is an easy one. I am taking a regular glazed donut with the strawberry frosting and sprinkles.
1: Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> deserted island. Well done, <laughs> Yeah, <Perhaps laughs> that, that was the
5: easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it.
1: All right, Zora, always good to talk. We'll catch up soon.
5: All right, bye.